Hi guys and a massive warm welcome to episode 22 of the Ask Zophie podcast. Okay, I just got to say I am so extra excited to share what I'm going to share with you today. I just, I feel really thankful of being able to podcast for one because it's such, from my perspective, an awesome means of me being able to share all of the expertise that I've gained through working one-to-one with clients and, you know, my entire working life and also my own experience in life. Because as you'll know, if you've listened to me for more than a minute, I really do kind of use the stuff that I learn about kind of see how it goes, <laughs> see how I it works with me, the things that mess up, the things that actually uh, are useful. And then I, I share them with you guys. And uh, just generally being able to do this through this means is, is amazing from my perspective. But what I'm going to talk about today, I'm extra enthusiastic about sharing because it's just so universally beneficial there are so many things that I wish I'd known as a, as a child, as an adolescent, growing up and just earlier in my life. And I'm going to talk today about what I call the happiness formula. So yeah, I'm really, really excited to share this information with you. But before I get into it, uh, I think part of the reason I'm extra sort of enthusiastic and excited is I've been listening to the latest meditation this month in my membership. It's all about optimism and the meditation is called optimism. Uh, If you listen to last week's podcast, I talked in that about a challenge and a challenging time that I'd had with both of my children really. And then one of the positives that came from that was it really helped to realign me back to getting even stronger and more positive in my own mind. And the meditation and the theme this month in membership really speaks to that and I've been listening to the meditation probably every day and some days more than that since I made it and I think it's been working (laughs) so even if no one else likes it uh it's working for for little old me over here um the other thing to give you a one of my typical behind the scenes is I I moved into my house, well, I think two and a half years ago now when I got divorced and I, it needed a lot of work doing to it. And the only room that's really kind of not been touched is the bathroom and really I want to renovate the whole thing, but I can't afford it just yet. So I've been thinking about, do I try and spruce it up? Anyway, I asked my cleaner on Friday, do you think I should spruce up my bathroom? She said, yes. And then all of a sudden, uh, it, it seems like my decorator's coming tomorrow and I just half ripped up the floor. <laughs> and um, yeah, sort of as luck would have it, the other job she was going to do fell, fell through and I've got the quote-unquote day off tomorrow. So all of a sudden, the bathroom's getting painted, which is really exciting and also speaks to what happens when you're in a good space and you just follow what feels good. And that's exactly what happened with this podcast. I just had such a good feeling about it. And I think when you follow those nudges, like Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss, that's a really powerful way to live. Anyway, I'm going on and on. I'm going to do a whole freaking podcast episode on that if I'm not careful. So 
and let me bring myself back to the point. Uh, I've mentioned a few times in previous episodes, do you guys want me to talk about uh, what I call the happiness formula? Oh, actually, I've just remembered the other thing I wanted to say. Uh, I was going to say it first because I thought I'd forget and I was I was right. Um If you're listening to this kind of in real time in October 2021, then until the end of this month, anyone who signs up for my membership, I will give you via Zoom a a free oracle card reading. I've done this before with members and it was so awesome, such a great way to connect. So many of you just got loads of value from it. I loved doing it. So please, if you're thinking about signing up, take me up on this awesome offer. You can't use a coupon to to redeem it. But apart from that, just sign up and then message me or I'll be in touch with you and you can get your free Oracle card reading. So now's a great time if you're thinking about doing that. Anyway, yes, I will come back to my point now. So Today, I'm going to talk about, I'm just grabbing my notes here, I'm going to talk about what I call the happiness formula. And as I said earlier, I am really, really excited to share this. Why? Because as you'll know, I am just so frankly obsessed with being of service, with being helpful, with sharing some love in the world, some value. And this is so freaking helpful, which is just ultimately the, the bottom line for me. And some of you will know, I spent many, many years, certainly up until my early 20s, for lots of different reasons and in many different ways, basically feeling crap in my life. And it was lots of anxiety and fear and and shame, all these really dense, what we would think of as negative emotions for a really prolonged period of time. And I, I would have, like I remember really clearly in my, I think it was my second year of university when I was having panic attacks. And for those of you that have had these or are suffering right now, you'll know that it's very powerful. Basically, your body is preparing to run for its life, but you're typically standing still and that really messes you up. And I had no idea why or how this was happening. And of course, when something really unpleasant and uncomfortable and powerful in a negative way is happening and you have no idea how or why, that's really freaking scary. And so for me, it's such a joy to, in my own life, now understand exactly what I was doing to create that and have the knowledge and and the confidence and the sense of just soothing that it brings to understand that I don't need to go through that again. There's a term in therapy that therapists in certain uh, sectors use, and it's called elegant change. And this is elegant, elegant change rather is deemed the optimum state to sort of bring your client to. And what it means is your client understands what they were previously doing to cause themselves issues, i.e. if you worry excessively, uh, that's one of the causes of anxiety. Your client also knows what to do to live with mental well-being. And if and when they come off track, they know what to do to get back on track. So 
this, as you can imagine, is a wonderful place to come to. So instead of just having all these horrible experiences and no idea how this happened and just feeling like it came out of the blue, super scary, right? You now understand, ah, there's a cause and effect. I was doing this and therefore I felt like this. If I don't want to feel like that, I need to stop doing that. And if I start feeling a bit like that again, I need to come back to these things. So it's having these understanding of the rules. And that is massively, massively reassuring and empowering. And what I'm going to share today will go great strides in terms of assisting you in respect of that, which is why I'm so happy to share. So what I really want to say is there there's a formula for mental well-being. Some of you will know this already. Some of you still won't. You know, we know a lot more nowadays, but we're still not particularly educated in respect of this, which is freaking crazy. But anyway, so just as with your physical well-being, your your weight and your health and so on, like we all know that if you only eat fast food and you never move, you're probably going to not be a healthy weight and you're not going to be particularly healthy. It's exactly the same with your mental well-being. So when you start to know this and apply these rules that I'm going to share with you and then you're consistent, it will have a positive impact every single time. And you guys, most of you probably know that I've been working one-on-one with clients and also running workshops and talking to lots more people for 15 years. And obviously in that time have worked with many hundreds of people. And the wonderful thing from my perspective is nobody has ever, ever, ever come in to a session with me. The first session and told me that they're depressed or anxious or whatever, and then gone on to explain when I asked my questions, oh yeah, I keep a gratitude journal and I exercise three times a week and I meditate every day and they do all the right things. But then, oh my God, this freaky anxiety is coming up and, and, and being experienced by them. This just never happens. They're always missing some of those ticks in the boxes. And so my job, of course, has been to help them to educate them, to guide them as they start to tick those boxes. And guess what? They feel better. And the other cool thing is the happier you get, the luckier you become. And all these amazing things starts happening. I'll start happening. But anyway, again, I somewhat digress. So there's an Ayurvedic proverb that I absolutely love. And it says this, when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. When diet is correct, medicine is of no need. And this really struck me and resonated with me. And I've never forgotten it, although I do forget the wording. So I have to Google it. But anyway, um, I've never forgotten the sentiment of it because it so speaks to what I'm talking about here. When you're doing, quote unquote, the right things that I'm going to guide you through, you won't have these mental health problems. But if you're not, then you can take all the medication that the doctors give you and, you know, drink all the coffee and all these different things, but you're not going to be in this mentally sort of well space. This is one of the reasons why there are many, many people on the planet today walking about who are medicated and they're still not joyful because they don't have the basics right. Okay, so let me get into it. There are three key areas that I'm going to talk about. These this these happiness needs as I refer to them. And of course, depending on the person, they're going to vary just a little bit. We all have um, slightly different needs, but as a rule, you can rely on these. The first is each of us requires ample rest, downtime, sleep, and positive thinking. 
So you can think of it as like this. When we have enough of these things, rest, downtime, sleep, positive thinking, we are helping to produce feel-good chemicals in the body. These kind of relaxing chemicals and hormones. And what happens is when we're thinking positive thoughts, when we're getting enough rest and downtime, what our primitive brain is understanding from this is that we are safe, okay? Now, you might logically understand that you're safe as you're sat at home worrying about coronavirus and maybe you're going to lose your job and uh, all the bills you've got, but your body and your subconscious can't tell the difference between thoughts and reality. And a thought about how am I going to pay my mortgage or uh, should I really be with my husband or should I leave him or whatever it might be, all that your primitive mind hears when you think like that is, oh, there's some sort of danger. And this also happens when you have too much stimulation, too much activity, even if it's all positive activity. Beyond a certain point, this is perceived as some kind of threat from your primitive brain. And then it will start to kick in, in an attempt to protect you. You don't want this. Stress makes you stupid, okay? You want to have your prefrontal cortex, the intellectual part of your brain in control. It's the solution focused part of your brain. It's the part of your brain that is innately positive, that taps you into all of the resources of your brain. And the rest and the downtime and the positive thinking all help this, help to make sure that this happens. And then what happens when you sleep is that the st- all the stimulation and the negativity that's stirred up in the day is processed. You- you'll have heard me, if you've been here more than a minute, talk about sleep again and again and again because it is so vital for your mental well-being. That's why, you know, uh, a lack of sleep is used as a form of torture. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but in this month's... Uh, Uh, in membership this month. The meditation is called Optimism. This is the theme. This will help you massively with that positivity shift. So, and, and in that, I talk about, I outline all of the different types of negative slash resistant thinking that you can indulge in. But one of the main ones is is worry. And I think I've talked about this before, but ask these two questions with worry. What might happen instead? And what do I need to hear? And really the fundamental of of ensuring that you start to think more positively is putting your foot down in your own mind with thoughts that don't feel good. This is absolutely paramount. So this is the first need, okay? Enough positive thinking, rest, downtime, sleep. None of this sounds particularly sexy or exciting, but of course the truth is a life where you're freaking depressed or in pain or having panic attacks is not sexy or exciting. I mean, it's exciting in respect to the fact that it's dramatic, but it doesn't even compare with how exciting your life can be, can, can be, can be when you wake up each morning full of energy and vital and alive and you're one of what I think of as the three percent Jim Rome was talking about this recently he's like 97 percent of people won't act on this they won't do this that and the other if you want to be in the three percent you've got to shake things up and you've got to do things differently so this is the price that you pay to live with a sense of empowerment and peace and ease and joy and exhilaration and satisfaction of all, all of these higher level emotions that most of us don't just don't touch upon very often. So that's the first need, okay? Rest, downtime, sleep and positive thinking and positive thinking 
means the absence of negative thinking. So the second need is that we need to do stuff basically that brings us a sense of satisfaction. This can refer or does refer to a whole host of activities. You might get it from your job. Not everybody does. Not everybody has a job, but you might get it from your job. You can get it from things like sport, from creative endeavors, from um, anything. It, it can be music and so on. It's anything where you get that sense of satisfaction, where you make something. Like an example for, for me is when I make a meditation, right? You know, I have to, I, I write it, I record it, I edit it. And although it's not tangible, it's about as tangible as you're going to get with that kind of, is, is a product, it's a thing. So this might be baking a cake. This might be, I don't know, you're a teacher and you get some praise from one of the parents. This could be that you're in sales and you hit your targets. Um, this is what social media and so on rely on. You know, like if you're... Um, I'm trying to think of an example, but you you, you go in and um, when you've posted a story on Instagram and you pick somebody sends you flames or, <laughs> or like a heart emoji face or whatever, the, the reason that, that we get addicted to this is because it gives us this response. It's like dopamine response. And you are more susceptible to that, by the way, if you're not achieving and acquiring these in what I would just, for the for the purposes of being succinct here, refer to as healthier ways. So people that don't have much going on in their lives, this is why they're more vulnerable to, uh, you know, falling into those rabbit holes and so on and so forth. So one of the things I've seen happen a lot is if I've got a client who just isn't being stretched in their job or they're um, a housewife or something like that. So they're not getting that sense of satisfaction, then low mood, low confidence will very commonly ensue. So if you don't like your job or you're not working or you're a housewife or something like that, then think about other ways to get these needs met. Do you want to start a new hobby? Do you want to uh, go back to zumba or squash or whatever it is? There will always be something that you can do. And it might be that you're you know, you you you've got physical issues or whatever. There's the the mind loves to tell us, oh, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. But what can you do? Where there's a will, there's a way. Jim Rohn says it's not. Let me just think about this and get this right. It's not if I could, I would. It's if I would, I could. So think about that attitudinal shift. Okay, so the first was rest, downtime, sleep, positive thinking. The second was sense of satisfaction, doing satisfying stuff, basically. Hopefully you can keep up with my highbrow vernacular. <laughs> the, the third is socialize. Now, some of us are introverts, some of us are extroverts, some of us are empaths, some of us are just not. We all, the extent to which we, we require the company of others will, of course, vary. But the fact of the matter is we all need to socialize to some degree or another. Basically, because when we lived in caves, if you were in a tribe, you'd be much more likely to survive what happened and still happens Um is your body again produces these feel-good chemicals when you hang around with other people. Like way back when it would be important because otherwise you were more likely to get killed. Uh, but today, we're, most of us thankfully aren't in that situation. But the body, we have this uh, two million year old brain and that hasn't moved on. So we still need to socialize. 
Of course, as I as I touched upon, the amount we need varies and the quality is also important. You don't want to be just hanging around with people for the sake of it, people who drain you, for example. But it it is a need. And all these things ultimately when we are ticking these boxes, the reason why we feel good is because of what it does inside our bodies chemically. Now, of course, if you go to the doctors and you say you're depressed, you're anxious, and they write you a prescription, they're going to give you some drugs. The drugs either help your body to produce chemicals or they keep the chemicals that your body's already producing in your body and your brain longer. And if you go to a club on a Friday night and you want to feel good and you get other drugs, you know, one is the legal form, one is the illegal form, is doing the same thing, right? It's shifting things inside your body chemically. It sounds really dull when you think about it like this, but the upshot of it in terms of how you feel, what you do, and ultimately your entire experience of life is anything but dull. So there is a formula to this. Your mind might uh, sort of be resistant to this. That's perfectly normal. We tend to not like, you know, new information, not that this is necessarily new. And we also tend to be particularly resistant to things that are going to be good for us and, and, and are going to cause this growth within us. But it, it, please, if you need this, borrow from my confidence. And I'm not someone who is just naturally confident in things. You know, when, when <laughs> I've learned to do certain things over the years, like, I don't know, ballet dancing or something like ice skating, just don't think about it. It's like, yeah, I wish I could just not think about it. I am so deep and I need to really freaking understand something and see evidence and see it again and again before I'll take it on board. So I have seen this again and again and again, and it's been proven to me to such an extent that I have complete faith in it. And the reason I'm being so sort of forceful and passionate in respect of that is because I want you, my love, if you need it, to borrow from my confidence. I went, (laughs) I have to share this because it's in my head. I went roller skating with my sister recently. It was an act of love because it's totally out of my comfort zone. And when I was walking up, this is a bonus behind the scenes. When I was walking up, I saw a woman on this like Zimmer frame thing. And I laughed and laughed because it looked really, really funny. Cut to 10 minutes later, me on one of those Zimmer frame things. In my defense, lots of people had them. I'm just going around this thinking, this thing thinking, this is actually humiliating. Like I know I look like a complete, you know, <laughs> whatever here. But I needed that support. This is why it's come to my mind. So I want to give you that support, the same metaphorical support that my lovely Zimmer frame uh, <laughs> brought to me when I was roller skating. So, yeah, please feel that support coming from me to you if you are lacking confidence, if you are like I was on that roller skating rink, just like kind of Bambi, but not anywhere near as cute as. <laughs> as Bambi that's for sure so the main thing is know that there is a formula Uh, learn this practice it become consistent make the correlation between ah I made this shift and now I feel better and now things are 
going better uh if you need if you don't already have it and you want to grab it there's a free meditation on my website that you can uh, get when you sign up for the my monthly emails that will be a really useful tool in respect of the first of those needs um also, I've shared loads of stuff on Instagram that you may or may not have seen, like in stories. Somewhere in there, um, I've listed all of the types of resistant thinking that will be really helpful. Also, that is, as I mentioned earlier, in the membership under this month, which is optimism. Um if you're listening to this later, it will be in the uplifting section of the meditations. As ever, um, do feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want me to go into this any further or if it's caused any like spin-off questions. But please know, like I say this all the time, honestly, my brain is about as bonkers as you can get. It It's like my amygdala, my primitive brain response is so powerful. And my brain is very what I call sticky and very deep and obsessive. And I was so messed up for such a long period of time. And honestly, if I can do it, you can do it. I I promise you that. Um, and the the these tools work, okay? But you've got to work them. The ego will say, "Oh, it's not going to work for me," or "I've already tried that." Look for places where you can improve. The thing that happened with the kids last week caused me to like want to make some shifts, and I was like, "Right, I have to look at myself and go, where can I make changes?" My ego goes, "Oh, I'm already happy. I'm already positive." Mm-mm, that's not going to wash. Let's take a beginner's mindset. Let's look at where we can improve. Um, that's a massively different, much more powerful and positive and empowering stance. So yeah, that's the main thing I want you to know is that you are not the exception to the rule, I promise you, even if your mind tells you that BS freaking story. This stuff works. You got to work it. Be consistent. Do it, show up, practice, make the correlation, show yourself that when you're in a decent headspace, which you can get into, then everything else shifts. I talk about this a lot. There's something called the law of correspondence, which simply um, simply states as within, so without. When you make a change on the level of thoughts, mindset, attitudes, then this will be reflected in your whole experience of life. Okay, I really hope that that helped. If you know somebody who is struggling with anxiety, depression, any kind of mindset stuff, please share this with them. Uh, I would appreciate that. And I just would love to be able to share this with as many people who who I can um, and get get this information to the people that need it. When I was a kid, I was so desperately sad and alone and lonely and in need of this support. I didn't have it. And so it's my mission in life, like I say all the time, to recycle that pain and to be the one that somehow gets through to those other kids, those other people struggling like I was, so that at least me being that sad wasn't in vain. And I'm always really grateful to those of you who help, who show up, who listen, who review and all that stuff, like massive Um, I have masses of appreciation for you guys. Anyway, I'm just going to shut the beep up now. And yeah, thanks so much for showing up here, for listening, for all your support. I will, of course, be back next week. And by then, I think my bathroom should be like all kind of spruced up. (laughs) That's also very exciting. Okay, lots of love and I'll be back in a week. Take care, guys.